Hey, 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 welcome back to Chronic But Iconic. So glad to have you here. It's so exciting and new series and new things to dive into. So I'm so glad you're joining me. We are now on series four, it's crazy. But let's talk all things chronic illness. So glad to have you back. Hi, how are you? Perfect. I'm great, thank you. Welcome to Chronic But Iconic. Amazing to have you on. I'm so, so excited because you're one heck of a woman. You know, you've done so, so much. Despite your health, you've built an amazing career. So I can't wait for you to dive into your story and, you know, show like some more of yourself because you're going to be so empowering, inspiring to the audience today. So thank you so much for coming on. And I'll open the floor up to you to for you to explain all about your story and, you know, how you've built this amazing career. Yeah, well, first, thank you for having me on. Second, thank you for those kind words. Um, no, yeah, you're well, welcome. I'll, uh, I'll start with my story and just kind of how uh, my diagnosis came about. Um, I was an athlete for 13 years. I played softball since I was four years old and just instantly fell in love with the sport. And um, by nine years old, I wanted to take my game to a competitive level. So meaning joining a travel softball team. So we would travel throughout the United States and and compete in tournaments. And um, that same year, I set the goal that I want to be a college athlete. Nothing else really mattered to me. That was yes. what I was working so hard for. And um, I, my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 16. And softball had a completely different meaning then. It truly became like my escape, the place that I would go to and just forget about all of those worries in the world. Yeah. And um, she went into remission a year later. And we were like, let's do a little tour of all these schools that were interested in me. So now my dream is at my fingertips and we come back from this tour that we did. It was about a week long and I unexpectedly blacked out on the softball field running for a routine play at third base. And, uh, that was kind of the start of this new life, this new journey that I'm about to be on. And um, when I blacked out, I, people told me I was down for like three to five seconds. Obviously, I didn't know because I was, you know, my body yeah. was limp, I was unconscious. Um, and I actually popped back up after when I woke up telling everybody I'm fine, you know, leave me alone. I didn't know what just happened, but that was when I had my first ever pounding migraine and extreme neck pain. Yeah. Um, But the scariest part of the whole blackout was I had no clue who these people were like around me, my teammates and my coaches. So that's when I knew something was really wrong, but I was an athlete. You're not taking me out of the game. (laughs) So um, I played actually for four more innings until the trainer pulled me out for concussion protocol because I kept, you know, lying to her, saying I'm fine, leave me alone. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I was pulled out. I didn't go to the hospital, which I probably should have. I just went home, went to sleep, which you're not supposed to do. But I went to an orthopedic kind of like the next day. And he just told me, he's like, oh, you have whiplash, you're fine. And I'm like, all right, that's fine with me. I'll get back on the ball field in a week. And um, 
migraine after migraine, 50 migraines straight, I'm now sitting in my first ever neurosurgeon's appointment and um, absolutely terrified. Gosh, I, I can imagine because as an athlete, you're so used to your body bouncing back for you. Right. And when it doesn't, you just feel so betrayed and you do not, you just don't understand it. You've never had this before. You don't know why this is happening. You wonder, what did I do wrong? And exactly. I can imagine it was so, so, so scary. And I mean, what were the sort of the doctors telling you? Were they saying that there was something seriously wrong? So when I went to the neurosurgeon, he actually knew what it was right away. But oh, that's good. Yeah, but he couldn't like say it right then and there. He sent me for MRIs and CT scans and uh, yeah, because he asked me three questions or like two questions. He's like, does it hurt to sneeze? Like, you know, the back of your head. And I thought about it. I'm like, holy crap, it does. And yeah. then like one more like coughing or, <clears throat> or something. And then I'm like, yeah. And so that kind of gave him the thought of what it could be. So he sent me for those tests. I come back in September around this time because I was still 17. I'm going to be turning 18. Actually, uh, um, I was turning 18 the next week. So my birthday is September 25th. So if that you understand the time frame there. And he, yeah. uh, he said to me, you have something called Chiari malformation. And I looked at him, I'm like, what is that? I've never heard of that in my life. And um, he told me it's very rare. It's a serious neurological disorder where my cerebellum extends into my spinal canal, cerebrospinal oh, fluid to and from my brain. So the blackout occurred because of a hyper extension of my neck a certain way. And that's how, right. you know, the, the CSF flow got cut off to my brain. But the craziest part of that diagnosis, I was born with this condition. I never had one symptom up until that blackout. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, for Chiari, the there's no cure for it. And actually, September yeah. is Chiari Awareness Month and our rib. So I've been spreading a little bit of awareness about that. My town, they lit our um, town clock purple and our memorial. Oh, food. lovely. Yeah, so cool. But um, like I said, there's no cure for Chiari. Um, there is the surgery, the decompression surgery, which is supposed to help with some symptoms. But, yeah. um, you know, it's it either works or it doesn't. And we right. first and um, after obviously getting a few more opinions um, and they all agreed surgery was necessary. So it was kind of a quick adjustment. I went from, you know, one day playing softball, the next day blacking out the next feeling like it was literally the next day being told I need to prepare for brain surgery. That's kind of how quick it felt to me. And a mindset shift like that is just hard to get your head around. Definitely. I mean, I always say like your mindset is 50% of the battle. Yeah. No matter what. Right. So, I mean, I, um, I'm very grateful that I had my sport because I believe that if I wasn't the type of athlete I was, I probably would have not made it this far <laughs> mentally and physically yes. too. So, you know, that sport was a, a foundation for my unexpected future. And it's just the love I have for it now, knowing that it's 
when I was an athlete. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And like you said, you know, sport is a blessing in so many ways because we get taught so many amazing things like discipline, determination, and mm-hmm. we never lose that. We we don't ever ever lose that. And I think that's shown through the work that you've carried on to do, regardless of the setbacks that you've had. And that that is amazing. So maybe just dive into the like into a bit more depth about the inspiration for your next career path because like we were both both into sport that was our main career that was our main focus our goal and when our worlds get turned upside down it's like where do I start now but I mean Mm -hmm. you paved your way yeah and um yeah so I I felt so out of control of my own health. So this kind of ties back into like the beginning of the the diagnosis to the brain surgery, which was like 10 hours long. I was in the pediatric ICU for like four days. So it was a struggle. And um, I just felt so out of control of my own health. It was so frustrating. And so I said to myself, there has to be a tool to help manage, monitor, and organize my health in one place. And honestly, I actually need for this, uh, my company, when my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer, because she would come home from her appointments and say, I forgot to ask this or, or um, bring this new you know, pattern of symptoms to my doctors, yeah. papers everywhere. And so I saw the need for it then, but... I was 16. I did not know how to start a business. And um, so when my health failed, I was now in her shoes where I needed a tool to help me, you know, be in control. So what I did was I created our all-in-one medical journals and we have a brand new digital app launching very soon, which will help patients like me manage, prepare and organize their health at their fingertips so leading to more productive doctor's visits. Which is amazing, especially in this day and age where like doctor's offices are always like pressed for time. They're always like overwhelmed and overrun. And you do go in and you feel under pressure to kind of have your kind of right. 10 minutes and get everything out on the table that could, you know, be quite a long history um, for someone with chronic illness, especially. And yeah, we do miss bits and pieces. So I think this is an amazing idea. And we should be so, so proud because it's going to help so, so many people. Because like I said, people do get pressed for time. And I was a bit like your mom. I always come out of doctor's appointments and think, oh, I've been suffering with this symptom. And that was my main symptom. And I've not even discussed it. And you you just, you really do kick yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you saying that, but it's so true. And I mean, I always joke that like our symptoms kind of hide when we go into the doctor's appointment. (laughs) When we're outside the doctor's appointment, it flares up. Yeah. I think that's also like the stress that we put ourselves under to make sure that we make the most of our doctor's appointments as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is often very difficult. But like you were saying, if the app kind of is almost like a diary, that mm-hmm. just sort of has everything there at your fingertips right in front of you you can just reflect over it whenever you want whenever you need even show it to your doctor or email them bits and pieces if you have their email that is just gonna help so so much yeah definitely and you hit it on the nail there and and I actually have the app for free 
Um, and then there's obviously upgraded features that you can um, yes. upgrade to, but most, pretty much most of the features are going to be free. And I did it because I want everybody to be able to take control of their health. Yes, it's really for those chronic diseases and illnesses, yeah. but everybody should focus on putting themselves in the driver's seat of their health. Because if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Yes. And I help as well. Exactly. So um, I'm super excited for the app and I, I'm yeah. so proud of the people that I'm going to help and the people that I've helped already. That's kind of where I'm the, the proudest. <laughs> yeah, of course. And like you're saying, you know, you want to help everybody, not just necessarily people with chronic illness, but people who are very poorly, they don't have that stable income where they can afford to you know, purchase apps or give their money away to like, you know, businesses and companies to help them. They're just at a loss because they're just literally trying to keep stable, trying to keep food on the table, roof over the heads. And it's a lot of pressure. So you're helping in that way as well. And you should be so proud of yourself for that because you are very, very accommodating. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just like a kid in the candy store. So excited for the yeah. app to be We've had our journals out for um, a year and a half, I think, and they've been uh, a success so far, but I know the app will be completely different yeah. uh, because of the world where, you know, with the journals, they're $15.99 on the website and they fit yeah. perfectly in a purse or a backpack. So they're six inches by eight inches. And, yes. um, said everything is right there it took I thought of this when I was like 16 17 I launched the company when I was 20 so I spent wow. three years as like the test dummy um, yes. my uncle had colon cancer at the time so I gave it to him to you know start using yeah. so you can tell that there was true attention to detail with uh, the journal and just the company and, and the upcoming app which um, I'm very proud of the attention to detail and it wasn't like together started selling it so um yeah yeah and I think that's that's an amazing point that you've just raised because I think people will look at your age and think oh she's had overnight success when actually this has been years in the in the making and you've put your heart and soul into it and so many hours so much time thinking about what the best route is to go down and all of that and people are quick to judge and I know that's it is annoying but you have you have worked from almost from the bottom up as they say yeah and uh this has literally been created from scratch yeah so yeah it's been i always knew that i would own a business um helping people i never thought it would be at like 17 18 years old that's just the crazy part to kind of look back and think if i told that to my like 16 year old self whew, i wouldn't believe it yeah you'd but, probably laugh. Um, I, I would i i literally would but i realized that you know you can't control every situation that happens to you but i can control my attitude and yeah. how i react to that situation and i think again that's so amazing that you've just said that because it mindset is so so important and keeping the mind healthy is just like key so having something to focus on that's like obviously very positive proactive productive 
really helps not just us help other people but it helps us in our own healing as well but also like you were saying we can't affect a lot of things that go on in our life but we have to adapt we have to accept and we have to move on we can't just freeze and just almost play the victim because that's right. nothing for nobody and it does nothing for your own happiness we've got to realize that we only get one shot at this game that's life and we've got to do what we can with it mm-hmm. yeah perfectly said so where do you hope to go from you know obviously when the app launches and it's going to be a huge success I know that but will there be sort of other apps in the making or do you see anything else coming out further down the line that you want to work towards uh yeah I already have like three four other apps that I want to build so I'm honestly I'm just getting started yeah but I am um this quarantine I've been um working on writing a book and about like my story but the mindset to go from an athlete brain surgery survivor to CEO by 20 years old. You know, when I was first starting this company, people told me you need to write a book and people telling me over and over again. I'm like, I'm not writing a book. I it's too soon to kind of relive this. But then kind of like that victim mindset where my story could save someone or be their, you know, survival guide. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to spend this time during the pandemic I'm going to start writing this book. So I'm doing that. And then I'm writing another one, like a startup guide for young entrepreneurs. Cause there's, there was never like a book to tell me exactly what to do. And I realized that every business journey is different, but still you'd like to know like the foundation to at least start. And I never found that. So I'm going to be writing my and some tips. And again, you know, you've used a bad situation, you know, lockdown and isolation in a positive way. And I think that, again, comes from a sporting background and having to, like, bounce back. We see a negative, but then we can easily turn it into a positive and we make it something that almost becomes, we become a goal-getting sort of sport Mm -hmm. mentality in us. And we just want to make the best of it, have something to work towards, create something and I think again through lockdown you've you've obviously got down to it and started writing two books which is insane yeah I mean the the sport mindset is pretty much like all or nothing I mean I just so many like dreams and and goals and I mean I I always say that I'm really blessed that I'm actually starting this young um because I know a lot of people start businesses 30s 40s 50s and um that is something I'm very grateful for. And um, so, yeah, I just, I, I can't wait for the digital app to come out. And I really hope that just becomes a huge success for helping people. And I'm just really looking forward to it. Yeah. And so you should be, you should enjoy every single second of it. Yeah. hundred percent. But how have you sort of found, obviously 2020 has been, I, I don't even know how to describe this year. Um, but how did, have you found it all with your own health back at home, you know, being in lockdown and the threat of COVID and everything like that? Um, yeah, it's it's actually kind of weird that um, March kind of everything happened. 
like the beginning of March, I actually got sick the first week in March oh, with gosh. like, uh, I didn't get Corona, yeah. um, a sore nose, sore throat for like a day. And then it turned into, um, I'm still sick to this day with whatever I have. And we oh, just no. haven't been able to figure it out. Um, it turned into, I have like lumps in my chest. I've been tested for COVID like every single month. I've been negative every time. I, the only symptom I have of that is the shortness of breath. Yeah. Um, that could be 12 million things. Yeah. Um, so I w- literally went from my primary, I went to an ENT. He was telling me, oh, it's acid reflux. He told me that for three months. I'm like, there's no way. <sighs> and so I went from my primary, I had an abnormal EKG, ended up at a cardiologist, and now I'm at an oncologist. And because I have like lumps under my chin, and yes. we seem to think that it's something with my lymph nodes. So lockdown has been kind of crazy for me because I think the timing just sucks being sick with something else. And, um, you know, with the doctors, Mm -hmm. everything's like telehealth and, um, it's just been a pain. It's like, how are you going to take my blood? Are you going to go through the phone and take it? So it's been, that has been the biggest struggle, but just mentally staying strong about it that, you know, I will figure this out. Um, but that's where the medical journal, I've never used it as much as I'm using it right now. Oh, good. And, I mean, it's just awesome when um, I feel like I'm working as a team with my doctor and it's not yeah. me just showing up hoping for some answers. It's us, you know, and that goes back to the sport. Uh, you yeah. know, you have coaches and you have the players and everybody has to do their job. So the patient and the doctor, you both need to do your job. Yeah, 100%. Well, I mean, you're just such an inspiration, but I just kind of want to finish on what kind of symptoms, I know you said you weren't, you didn't have many symptoms before your blackout, but what symptoms people need to look out for or any advice you have when it comes to seeking medical attention if people are worried? Yeah, sorry, I can't believe I just like totally forgot to say the, no, <laughs> the symptoms Um, so what I deal with on a daily basis, and I actually feel pretty good right now. I normally have migraines every single day. Um, I have really bad neck and back pain. And then you're going like tingling in my hands and my arms, my legs. Uh, the memory loss is really bad. Um, so there's a laundry list, but I like, I would say, anything related to headaches or migraines. And I have people come up to me and say, I've had a migraine for a week. What should I do? I'm like, okay, I'm not a doctor, but you know, you've had a migraine for that long. Just go see, you know, a doctor. I mean, it's, you know, it might cost you a few bucks, but your health is worth it. And you never know if it's something truly wrong. And um, for me, it took me, like I said, like 50 days to get into my neurosurgeon because you know you just can't call up and you know go see them that day so um but just be aware and use a tool like my company limitless medical logs our app is called limitless and if you go on our facebook page or even our website and like and then um, put your email in you'll be notified first when the app goes live and use a free tool that I'm giving you guys. I mean, there's no yeah. excuse at the point where 
you know, oh, I'm not taking control of my health. I'm unorganized for my appointments. You don't have an excuse if you know about this tool. Yeah. So um, just be, you know, be proactive about your health. And like you said, you only have one go around at this and, uh, you know, give it your all. That's amazing. And I'll put all the links um, to everything in the description of this interview as well. But thank you so, so much, Jordan, for joining me today. It's been a joy. You've been such a delight. (laughs) So empowering. I've enjoyed listening to you. And I think everybody's going to be so organized because my favorite quote of all time is organization is the key to success. So I think you've you've hit the nail on the head with your your app. You really have. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. No. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day and thank you so, so much. Thanks. You too. Speak soon. Bye. Bye.